Welcome to the Undefeated Podcast with Sara. Did you know that you don't need to live feeling defeated in any area of your life? I believe a huge part of us learning to live from the place of victory is learning to see from God's perspective and discern what's heaven's agenda in this particular season in your life and in the world around you. In this podcast, we will practice discerning what God is doing, both regarding our individual journeys and corporately, so that we can partner with Him in seeing His kingdom come and will be done right now on earth as it is in heaven and live our lives undefeated. I have had our hearts on my heart recently, <laughs> lol. Well, literally, I have been thinking of the importance of our hearts and the importance of having healthy hearts. And I actually already mentioned this last week, and I promised that I would talk more about this topic this week. And our physical hearts are obviously vital, literally. Uh, we couldn't even live without them functioning well. And I got a little bit of a scary reminder of that in this past season. I went through a series of events that were emotionally really devastating. And it all started over a year ago now. But in that process, my emotions affected me physically so much so that I was having this piercing pain in my heart or what felt like was my actual heart. And so I went to see a medical doctor because I wanted to sure that everything was okay with my actual heart. And thankfully everything was okay. Um, but it was the emotional stress and the emotional pain that created the physical pain as well. And the doctor told me that emotional pain can actually affect the, the muscles that are close to our heart so much so that it literally can feel like you are having a heart attack. And apparently lots of people go to the ER when they experience that kind of pain. And of course it gave me a peace of mind to hear that my physical heart is okay. But the pain that I was experiencing was still real. And it took me on this journey of needing to learn to process the emotional pain with Jesus uh, in order to also uh, be able to heal of the physical pain. And I... I know that emotional pain can often feel very scary or dealing with emotional pain because I think sometimes we as humans, uh, we can get so afraid of looking at the emotional pain um, because it can feel like if we look at the magnitude of our pain, that, that the pain level can momentarily spike up so high that we don't even know if we can handle it. 
But the alternative is that we end up living in constant pain. And even if it's not as high level of pain, it's always there. And if we don't face the actual pain and feel the pain and let it move through us. Uh, and in the long run, that, that constant unprocessed pain that we carry often like in a subconscious level, it can be way more destructive um, than the momentarily amplified pain that we feel when we choose to look at our pain and process our pain. And so I've been on this journey of learning to process pain with Jesus. And that's the key that we actually are doing it with Jesus and with the help of the Holy Spirit in the presence of our Heavenly Father. And it has actually been a beautiful journey of learning to work through pain with God. And, and part of that is learning to validate the pain and learning to find the comfort of the Holy Spirit in the midst of that journey. And it has felt like these big shadows have moved out of my heart and out of my life. And part of this process has also been realizing that it is a journey. And as a side note, a lot of our emotional pain actually comes from our belief systems. And you cannot change your whole belief system overnight. And the fact that it's a process is actually a huge gift from God. Because if we could change our whole belief system in a moment, we would all become very much schizophrenic. <laughs> and we would change our belief system all the time. Um, but it's a blessing that we can actually be powerful in partnering with God and actively be on that journey of renewing our minds according to his word and his truth. And I may share more about that in another episode, uh, but I have been on this journey of learning to release my pain to Jesus and learning to renew my mind with his word and taking time for actually giving him my pain. But as I said, it has been a journey. It is a journey. And this past couple of months, um, there were again some events that uh, brought up new layers of emotional pain that again triggered certain unbearable physical pain that I actually got my heart checked again last week at my annual physical medical appointment. And again, everything was thankfully physically fine. And I, I know this is a little raw to be sharing about this right now, uh, because typically we like to share about things we have already walked through a long time ago. But I feel like some of the revelation and the help that I have received from God and through other people has been so powerful that I feel like it could be very timely for your breakthroughs right now as well. Um, so that's why I wanted to share about this topic right now. But before I go more into all that, 
I just want to read a couple of scriptures. I already read this one last week, but I want to read it again because it's so good. So Proverbs 4 verse 23 says that above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. And that was from NIV and the Passion Translation says the same verse that so above all, guard the affections of your heart for they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being for from there flows wellspring of life. So good. So (laughs) guarding our heart it is so important and I'm not talking about introspection but I'm talking about really allowing the Holy Spirit to shine his light into our innermost being into our heart and our soul and and that we are actually the gatekeepers to our hearts and one area where I've realized that I need to become a better gatekeeper is uh, allowing other people's burdens to enter my heart and starting to carry other people's burdens in my heart. And I realized that (laughs) I have been carrying a lot of responsibility emotionally over different people's lives, over some of my students' lives, some of my friends' lives almost to the point of codependency, meaning that if someone, someone else is in crisis situation, it's hard for me to stay at peace. Um, and like a codependent heart says that I can't be okay unless others around me are feeling okay. And as a pastor, especially with empathy being one of my strengths, and also me being a feeler and so often feeling other people's pain without even trying to uh, empathize. And it's easy to start carrying the pain of other people in the way that, uh, that I don't actually let go of it. I don't release it to God. So I have needed to practice letting go of other people's pain, letting go of the false sense of responsibility and trying to fix people and actually trust that God is big enough to carry all his people. And um, also some other important keys for a healthy heart um, that I've been um, practicing and learning about our validation of pain and forgiveness. And I, I've already earlier, I did a whole episode on forgiveness. So I'm not going to repeat all that. But I felt like highlighting the importance of validation of pain in relation to forgiveness. Because so often we think forgiveness means that we tell the other person that our pain doesn't actually matter. But the truth is that you can't actually even fully forgive unless you first acknowledge what you are forgiving. 
And when I did the episode on forgiveness, I read the parable that Jesus told on forgiveness in Matthew 18. And that story starts by a king wanting to settle accounts. I'm not going to reread the whole passage, but uh, basically this one servant owes him one billion dollars, like the Passion Translation puts that. And then the king decides to forgive that debt. But the point that I'm making here is that the king was actually first taking an account of what was owed to him. So it's important to know that we do need to acknowledge what has been lost or taken from us. And also it's important to acknowledge that there's actually no way that the person who has hurt us could pay back what was lost. It's like this dude who owed the king one billion dollars. Like there was actually no way that he could have even paid back the king what he was owing. And I think sometimes we hold on to unforgiveness because we haven't actually validated the pain and acknowledged and recognized what was taken from us and acknowledged the magnitude of pain uh, that we have faced or we might still be facing. And so the pain needs to be acknowledged and regardless of it, if it was caused accidentally or on purpose, because the pain actually really matters and it matters to God as well. And, and then we also need to realize that Jesus is the only one who can pay back for us what was stolen from us or taken from us. And he actually can and wants to heal that pain and take that pain. And <laughs> the person who hurt you would never be able to pay you back what was stolen, even if they wanted to. And when we realize that, that's the point when we can actually start the process of healing and letting God pay back to us what was stolen from us. So uh, the restoration process, it can only be completed when we know what was taken and we give God the spot of being our restorer. And I recently saw a post on social media by Jason Valentin and he wrote this. He said that sometimes we don't want to heal because the pain is the last link to what we've lost. And I would actually, I would want to adjust this phrase saying that, uh, that we think that it's the last link to what we've lost. Uh, because Jason Hills also actually wrote in that post and said that, but there are more links to what we've lost than the pain. Our strength, resilience and compassion were forged in the fire too. And finding compassion for yourself and the one who have hurt you and the ones who have hurt you helps release the pain 
from your conscious world and helps you choose to move forward into healing and freedom, no longer feeling attached to what may be lost. And I, I think this is such a spot-on word. I think we all have areas where our heart is telling us that the pain is the last link to what I lost. And I think it's so important to expose that lie because it is a lie. And I think part of holding on to pain as a link to what was lost can also be holding on to unhealthy soul ties. But tragically, those soul ties just amplify our pain and the torment that we are facing. And I wanted to share a little bit about soul ties. So having your soul bond with another person is actually not always a bad thing. It can actually be a beautiful God-created thing and a healthy thing. And one of the great examples of this is uh, David and Jonathan in the Old Testament. Uh, you can read about it in First Samuel 18. I'll actually read verse 1 from this is King James version that says that and it came to pass when he made an end of speaking unto Saul that the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David and Jonathan loved him as his own soul so uh just to clarify also like the connection between David and Jonathan was not a sexual connection in any way and even though soul ties definitely happen also through sexual intimacy, like, for example, in Genesis 2.24, it says that the two become one. Um, but there are beautiful and healthy and holy bonds that actually bring blessing to people. Um, and of course, if you're married, your soul should be bonded to your spouse um, but you can have a healthy bond with other people too, um, even if you're not married. And like Jonathan and David and, and like Jesus and his disciples had a bond uh, with each other. And, uh, but when it comes to unhealthy and ungodly soul ties, I think many of us are aware or have heard of those in the context of uh, promiscuous relationships when people sleep around and switch partners. And, and I think many people relate the unhealthy soul ties to unhealthy and ungodly sexual behavior. But I feel like most people haven't really considered the fact that an unhealthy soul tie can happen without sleeping with someone. Uh, because if, if a healthy soul tie can happen without any sexual connection, so can also unhealthy and ungodly um, soul tie happen without sleeping with somebody. And, um, and that can cause a lot of unnecessary pain and it can actually hold you back from healthy connections and bonds that God has for you. And I have been just like pondering on this topic recently and uh, I happened to see a post again on social media uh, by Lance Wolnow and, and it was titled 
be intentional and careful about where you bond your emotions, where you go physically, where you go intimately, and how you open yourself up with another person. And I, I thought this whole post was brilliant. And this is not to scare anyone or make you afraid of bonding with people. It's quite the opposite. It's to help your heart and soul to be free and bonded in healthy and godly ways. And so I'm just going to read a big chunk of this post because it is so good. So here we go. Is a soul tie blocking true intimacy in your life? To understand what a soul tie is and why it can keep you in bondage, you'll first need to understand that your soul is a part of your spiritual being. Your inner man or spiritual man is composed of your human spirit and your soul. Your soul is actually a living spiritual part of you. It is where your mind, will and emotions, your spiritual energy is located. I have been to open casket funerals and the deceased do not look like people sleeping. The moment this inner man leaves the body, death occurs. That's because the body is like a clay vessel. The spirit that animates it has gone. Now, let's dig deeper into the power of, of soul ties. You are a spiritual being in a physical body. Even as your body can connect with something physical, your soul can connect with someone else. And during the act of sexual intimacy, the two become one. Genesis 2.24 You might not realize that your soul can be bound to another. Like two pieces of paper that have been glued together, no matter how carefully they are pulled apart, each side has fragments from the other that remain stuck to it. When you have multiple physical partners, you have multiple parts of you that have become one with those partners. It may not be that all these relationships have equal power, but it is almost certain that there is a memory imprinted in your soul from one or more such encounters that is difficult to shake. Young people are stunned to hear this paradigm, but when they see it from this perspective, the biblical call to sexual purity is clarified for them. However, the capacity to bond or have a soul tie with another person is not always bad. And then he, he's talking about David and Jonathan as well here, so I'll skip that part. Um, the point is to be intentional and careful about where you bond your emotions, where you go physically, where you go intimately, and how you open yourself up with another person. The fibers become woven together. They influence you and you influence them. Even in physical separation, when a soul tie occurs, you don't always stay apart. Soul ties can hinder or delay God's destiny for your future relationships. These individuals who were once close to you can linger in the memory of your soul. In many deliverance sessions where I've helped people to get remarkably free, they recognize that parts of their soul are attached to other people and that they can never fully give themselves to the relationship they are in until certain ties are broken. When you are able to identify these soul ties and sources of bondage that are holding you back in life, you will be able to start moving toward your destiny and deeper in your relationship with God. If you believe that you are in bondage from lingering soul ties, here are some guidelines. 
pray to Holy Spirit and ask him to shine his light on the areas of your life that are in bondage because of a soul tie. Let the Holy Spirit reveal it to you so you can identify it and name it. Consider getting rid of anything that is a trigger or a tie to neurological attachments and memories. These things are no longer meant to be a part of your heart or your life. You might have objects or gifts such as jewelry from past boyfriends or girlfriends. Take a look at them and ask the Lord, is it time to get rid of them? If you can't let them go, there's a soul tie and connection with the items. So break agreement with the soul ties and, and you can pray, Lord, I ask you to remove the soul tie between me and, and then you name the person or the thing your soul is tied to from my life and dedicate that part of your life back to the Lord. Give him full access to these rooms of your heart and mind. And let this be a word that brings life and healing. Shame and condemnation have no place. Receive his forgiveness and restoration. God is a God of redemption. When submitted before him, he washes all things clean. And I'll just end it here. Yeah, I, I feel like that's such a good and practical word. And I'd like to add to this that don't get too introspective wondering if you have a bad kind of a soul tie. Because if you open your heart fully to Jesus, he will show you and you don't need to get anxious about it. And also typically if there is an unhealthy soul tie, um, it will come with tormenting thoughts and accusations and regrets and an unhealthy soul tie can tie you to the person who has hurt you and ultimately tie you to stay in pain and God wants you to be fully free and even though you can of course pray even this prayer that I read on your own I would actually recommend for you to pray it with somebody else because there is power in agreement in prayer and I am also covering you all in prayer in this season and I'm praying that God's grace will fully cover your heart and your soul and and that his grace uh, will be empowering you to let go of the pain and and also his grace will be there to empower you to receive God's love and in my own heart healing journey the key really has been to fully let God's love come in and someone recently asked me what is my favorite song and I actually I usually have a hard time saying what's my favorite song because I would rather say what's the theme song for my season or what's my heart song for this season because my favorite song tends to change according to what's going on in my heart and what my heart needs and so um, I would say that in this past season the song that I've been singing the most and that has been my heart song, it's not any cool new song, but it's rather an old song. <laughs> and it has brought so much healing and connection to my heart. And it's a song by Graham Kendrick from 1986. It's called, Oh Lord, Your Tenderness. It's a very simple song. The, the lyrics go that, Oh Lord, 
your tenderness, melting all my bitterness. O Lord, I receive your love. O Lord, your loveliness, changing all my ugliness. O Lord, I receive your love. O Lord, I receive your love. And I'm praying for fresh encounters to your heart with God's love. And I'm also praying that the Holy Spirit will highlight scriptures that bring life to your heart and your soul. And I just want to read a couple of scriptures um, that have really helped my heart and my soul in this season. The first one is from Philippians 4 verses 6 through 8. This is from the Passion Translation. It says that don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell Him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will guard your heart and mind through Jesus Christ. Keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind, and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising Him always. And Jesus Himself said in Matthew eleven twenty nine, it's from NIV, that Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Yeah, and I, I just pray that each one of you who are listening to this, that you would find rest and peace for your heart, for your soul, in that place of renewed connection with the heart of God and, and being yoked with Jesus. Yeah, yeah, I thank you, God, for just fresh outpouring of your love. And I thank you for freedom. Lord, I, I thank you that if there's anybody who, who has ungodly, unhealthy soul ties, Lord, that you would show them the areas or the people where the soul ties are. And, and I thank you, God, that you are the one who wants to set us free. And you want to set us up uh, for the new things you have for us. And, and you want us to be able to run, uh, run with complete freedom and, and move with complete freedom that there's nothing that's dragging us backwards or holding us back. And I just speak that freedom over each, each one of you who are listening to this. And, and I agree uh, with God's promises over your life, with his plans and his purposes over your life. And, and I, I thank you, Jesus, that you are so committed to each one of our journeys and that you are the one who is wanting us to have healthy hearts and hearts that are fully aware fully alive and fully awake yeah thank you god that you it's your tenderness that's melting all of our bitterness in our hearts lord that it's your love that transforms our hearts yeah thank you god
thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your kindness, God. Yeah, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.